Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. I'm Janet. Janet, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. Uh, pretty excited to recast Ben Affleck yet again. <laughs> yet again. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did recast him when we did the the Batman movie. That's right. It's been a while, though. I feel like we should, like, constantly be recasting him. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we also recast him in Gone Girl way, way back. Yeah, that's right. He's always the worst part of every movie, in my opinion. For sure. So this month we're recasting the 2020 film The Way Back. And Janet, you picked this one. This is a movie I had never even heard of. So how did this end up on your radar? Yeah, I know. Well, this came out like shortly after uh, like the whole COVID pandemic crisis started in 2020 because this was released in March of 2020. So it was like sort of just right on the cusp there. Um, and I think that's partially why it didn't do very well in terms of box office. Uh, but I had heard about this movie and, um, I'm not sure if I heard about it when it was released or before that, I'm not sure, but it just seemed like, you know, another project that Ben Affleck was doing that he really didn't deserve. Yeah. So I thought, why not? Let's get rid of him because I don't think he did anything in this movie that couldn't have been done by someone who definitely is more talented. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And one thing that I thought was um, surprising uh, and we'll get to them later, but the ratings are pretty good for this movie, but uh, some of the critic, like the critical comments are, um, this is Ben Affleck's best performance and like really, really praising him. Yes. Maybe just because usually his performances are so awful that this mediocre one was the best he could do. I don't know. I'm not sure. I also feel that most of those reviews were written by men. A hundred percent. I don't even need to check. <laughs> yeah. Like every review that I saw was written by a man. So I think we need more female critics, movie critics out there. Clearly. I think that's, that's clearly an issue as well. But I mean, that's yeah. a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So knowing that this came out like right before North America shut down for COVID, uh, what were the box office numbers like? Well, this had such a massive budget. And I would say that this budget is mainly Ben Affleck's salary because this was filmed in California. So it's not even like they had to go on location anywhere and like travel. You know what I mean? Like this budget mm -hmm. that what I found, I didn't get an exact number. I got between 21 and 25 million, which I thought was a lot for a movie that, because then I did research and I was like, did they travel somewhere? Like, where did they film this? It was filmed like basically in their backyard because mm -hmm. it was filmed right in California. So that's like such a bloated budget that, 
there was no way they were going to make that money back. Yeah. Uh, even if it even yeah, exactly. Even if COVID had not occurred and we had not gone into a, a like a global lockdown or whatever, there's no way they would have made that money back. As it is, I'm surprised it made 15.5 million. I'm shocked <laughs> that it managed to make that much money. Like I don't know what's wrong with the world. Why people want to see like this but it, this nonsense gold kind of stuff, but anyway. Wow, that's shocking. I'm glad I didn't look into the budget numbers because, um, yeah, apart from Ben Affleck, you know, you have a few character actors, but no household names. Like, there's no way, and not that many locations. Um, there's no way that that isn't 90% Ben Affleck's yeah, salary. That's his salary. And also, don't forget, this actually, this movie has like a huge, um, like, it's Warner Brothers. Oh, right. He's like a Warner Brothers golden boy. Okay. And yeah, so they were they just threw like a bunch of money at him to do this movie, obviously. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, because uh, I meant to look it up. Um, like, yeah, who were the producers? Because there's also like some really strong religious undertones here. Um, and so I don't know if they were after like, the Christians who will go out for a movie if they think it has Christian themes. I don't know. Maybe that's where the 15 million came from. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah. So for anybody who hasn't watched this and quite frankly, I wouldn't recommend it. So uh, the synopsis is Jack Cunningham was a high school basketball phenom who walked away from the game, forfeiting his future. Years later, he reluctantly accepts a coaching job at his alma mater and may get one last shot at redemption. Um, it leaves out the alcoholism um, in the synopsis, but I feel like that's a pretty important part of it too. Like he's yeah, struggling with addiction. That's a major part of the movie. Yeah, big time. All right. Well, um, I say we jump right into the recasting. There's not that much to say about the movie itself that, you know, I couldn't find trivia tidbits or anything like that. So we'll just uh, take our first ad break and then jump right in. This episode of Repodcasting is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic to say the least. Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. That makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. And now back to the show. Um, So, Janet, uh, as this was your pick, do you want to go first with the recasting? Sure, I'll start. So, uh, you know, as I said, like Ben Affleck, I'm definitely not a fan. I really think that he's such a mediocre actor. And, you know, he's had this very huge career that in my opinion he doesn't deserve um and uh this movie it's funny because he had worked before with this the guy who directed this movie gavin o'connor i'm sure you saw that lucia uh this guy apparently directed him on the accountant which i have never seen that but i found it interesting in the research that i did they said that you know he and gavin wanted to work together again so this was obviously uh, you know it's ben affleck is a household name 
right? He's a Warner Brothers golden boy. So he had been having some personal difficulties in his life. Um, you know, he'd had, uh, he hadn't done a movie in a while. And so this was almost kind of like, like not a comeback, but I feel like the plot of this movie, like there were a lot of parallels to his own life. And they even said like in, when they were doing press junkets and in interviews and stuff that for him, you know, this was, it was like a cathartic, it was almost like a cathartic process for him. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just a matter of like, he's friends with this guy, you know, like, let's do this movie together. Warner brothers throws all this money at him because they love him. And you know, this is how he gets like all this work. Right. Because even with Batman, like, it's interesting, like he totally sucked as Batman. Like that movie, I mean, it made a lot of money. I remember when we when we did it on for our podcast when we discussed it, like it did make a lot of money, but he was like the worst part of the movie. Like he got such bad reviews and yet they're bringing him back. Like in yeah, they're bringing him back as Batman in some Jason Momoa, like in Aquaman 2. He's going to reprise his role. So it's like nothing sticks to Ben Affleck. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just one of those people that like nothing sticks to him. And he just gets chance after chance after chance, even though he is mediocre. And even in his love life. He gets second chances that he probably doesn't deserve. A whole other story. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, I I don't know. And, you know, you kind of have to question, like, how great. Okay, I don't think he's a good actor, right? Mm -hmm. But anyone who wants to debate it um, and say, no, he's great and, you know, whatever. I think it's really interesting that a lot of these roles that he takes are so much like his personality or like for instance this movie the way back where they say that it mirrored his life so much like how much is he acting you know what i mean how much of this is acting and how much of this is just him showing up and being himself because his skill set as an actor is so limited uh, it was like when he did Gone Girl. And I remember uh, David Fincher saying that, you know, like so much of this character reminded him of Ben Affleck. And once again, it's like, well, is he playing a character or is he just sort of playing a version of himself? Because that's all he really knows how to do. Like even uh, in Goodwill Hunting, you know, like. Yeah. He's said himself that that character was so much like who he was. So I don't think you're much of an actor if you're always selecting roles that are basically just your personality. Yeah, of course. That doesn't say much for your skill set as an actor that you acting is about playing other people, like putting yourself in the in the shoes of another person. Right. Yeah, of course. That's where I have issue with it. And I that's why I don't think he's very good as an actor. Um, so anyway, I went with somebody who has been around 
for a long time. Who's an excellent actor, in my opinion. And he's finally, finally getting his due after all these years. I mean, I remember seeing him in Eight Mile, the, the movie with Eminem that Eminem did years ago. I remember seeing this actor in Eight Mile and thinking to myself, this guy is going to be a star. And I'm not talking about Eminem. <laughs> For anyone who's like curious and wondering where I'm going with this. <laughs> that would be amazing if you cast Eminem in this role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember seeing this actor and just being like, wow, this guy has so much screen presence. This guy is going to be a star or he should be because even then, and that was his, that was his like feature debut in a film. And then I saw him again in Half Nelson with uh, Ryan Gosling. He played opposite Ryan Gosling. And I remember once again thinking like, this guy is such a good actor. Like anyone who can be on screen with Ryan Gosling and make you like not look at Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Somebody who commands the screen and I think commands respect. So I cast Anthony Mackie in this role um, and people will know him as Falcon from the Marvel Universe. He's finally getting some Marvel money. Good for Anthony Mackie. When I saw that he was finally part of the Marvel Universe, I was like, you know what? Yes. Yes, get that money. Cash those checks, Anthony Mackie. You know what I mean? 100%. He, I mean, this guy, he's great. He's a classically trained actor. He went to Juilliard, okay? He went to Juilliard. And it took him so long to finally get the accolades that he deserves. And he's, Mm -hmm. like, I think he's excellent. Anthony Mackie is one of those actors. If he's in a movie, I will watch it because he's in it. I watched this, like, clunker the other day on Netflix. It was him and Jamie Dornan. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen that movie? I don't even remember the name of it now. It was so bananas. But I was like, what is this? Like, you always, I always find these gems on Netflix, right? And I'm like, how did I miss this? Anthony Mackie's in this and Jamie Dornan? What is going on? What is this, what is this universe? So I oh watched gosh. it. I mean, it was kind of bananas. But I mean, he, he's just... He's just one of those actors. Like, I will watch anything he's in. It doesn't matter. He's done he's done theater. Like, he's been around for so long. And still, I bet you, as I'm describing him, as I'm talking about him, people are like, who is that? Who's Anthony Mackie? Because he's not a household name. And it's very yeah. unfortunate. And I think if you're going to put anyone in a movie like this, like, I didn't really feel the, the performance that Ben Affleck was giving us in this movie. I didn't feel it. Um, Maybe that is a bias that I have against him, but I wasn't feeling much. You know what I felt? I felt like I was watching uh, like a Lifetime movie with like a super bloated budget. And that was the kind of acting that he was giving 
us as well, I thought. Yeah. In another universe, uh, that is where Ben Affleck would be. He would be like an actor doing Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies. Yeah, that's where he belongs. And I, I know that I'm being reductive of those movies because those movies are successful and they have huge audience. And listen, I watch Hallmark movies. I'm not gonna lie; like they are fun. You can put, you can park your brain for like an hour and a half, and just like you know, sit there and watch it. And it's there's no effort. But I feel like that was um, that was the vibe that I was getting from Ben Affleck in this movie, like lifetime movie vibes. And I just yeah. thought some there are so many other actors who could have done this. And who could have done it far, far better than he did. So Anthony Mackie is my choice. And if you don't know, if you are listening to this podcast, I know Lucia knows who he is. If you don't know who Anthony Mackie is, please go through his filmography. Like fix your life, okay? (laughs) Go through his filmography and then, you know, shoot us uh an email and thank me because you know what he's brilliant i love him that's great you know it's been so long since i saw eight mile that i was just like i don't know who janet's gonna be talking about i really could not remember that he was in that (laughs) yeah but yeah he's great he's worked consistently i mean it's not like he hasn't worked he was in the hurt locker Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done so much work, but that's just it. He has been working for so long and people still don't know who he is. And it drives me insane. Like I will be talking to people about movies and, you know, I'll mention him and they'll be like, who is that? Like they have no idea who he is. And meanwhile, he's been working. Like he's been in, in so many movies. He's been working consistently for like 20 years now. And I mean, yeah. if you, even if you are not someone who watches, he's done a lot of independent film as well. But I mean, like everybody watches these Marvel movies. You know exactly. what I mean? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, but I, that's what I was about to say is because of him being in the Marvel universe at the moment, he probably is almost a household name now, or do no. you still find how many people, you know what, Lucia, I have a challenge for you. I want you to like talk to like five different people this week and ask them, start talking to them about Anthony Mackie and like, see if they even know who he is. Okay. I'll, I will. I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that's a great choice. I think I agree with you that he's a very talented actor and there's no doubt that he could have played that role much better than Ben Affleck. So, yeah. Um, so as for me, um, this movie is kind of the trifecta of things I don't want to watch, which is sports movies, religious movies, and Ben Affleck. Yeah. It was so hard to pay attention to this and not just spend the entire time on my phone. (laughs) Um, I ended up watching it with a friend because I thought it would help me like pay more attention. Um, But while we were watching, like she was saying that she likes sport movies, sports movies. And, you know, near the, well, near what I thought was the end of this movie. um, I was like, okay, so this movie has like all of the tropes of a sports movie. And I literally like 
looked up a list of tropes and I was like, yep, 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 yep. Like it just, it's so by the numbers, so boring. Um, but anyway, some people seem to really like it. So yay for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, my point was that like, I was happy to recast Ben Affleck, but this is still a movie I wouldn't watch even with the actor I'm putting into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so while watching, I was trying to think of somebody who, like, I, I know that the the character is supposed to be like kind of washed up. In fact, I read somewhere that this was initially, I hope I'm talking oh, about the right okay. movie. This was initially going to be called The Has-Been um, and then they changed it. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, so like, you know, that's fine. But much like Ben Affleck in most of his roles in recent times, I feel like he's too old for the character he's playing. Like when he was cast as Batman, that was ridiculous um, for so many reasons. But one is his age. Um, And so, you know, he's 48 here. It's not like a crazy age for that character, but I did still feel like I wanted someone a little younger. Um, And then just while watching, I was thinking of like people, basically people who I could envision in this movie. Um, And then I landed on someone who's done much more TV work than film work, um, and certainly in recent times, but this feels like a good spot for him anyway, and that is Joshua Jackson um, from from Dawson's Creek. He's Pacey, for anybody who doesn't know him by name. Um, And so in recent times, he's been on The Affair, Little Fires Everywhere, Dr. Death, Fringe. Um, So yeah, mostly TV work, although like, you know, prestige tv yeah yeah i was just gonna say but that's he's doing prestige yeah. tv yeah, right 100 so. um and then of yeah. course he's also in the three mighty ducks movies so he's done sports movies before <laughs> right right <laughs> um but i do think really talented actor and i i think that he's someone who um yeah he is a household name because of being pacey for the most part but also, like, I do think people recognize that he's a talented actor. The last movie I saw him in uh, was a long time ago, 2008. Uh, it was called One Week. It was called One Week. So, you know, kind of just honestly thinking of him in that movie where, like, he's somebody who's struggling with something. It's a different kind of struggle. But, you know, he's he's uh, struggling with something in his life that feels like it's out of his control. And, um, yeah, I, I think he was so good in that. So I could definitely see him in this too. Uh, yeah, I like Joshua Jackson. I think he's um, he's a good choice. I mean, he's and he's definitely people know who he is, right? Like from Dawson's Creek and and that sort of thing. So he's definitely got the name recognition. I think like for mm-hmm. for that sort of role. Yeah. But, He's he's good. I mean, I have no issues with Joshua Jackson at all. I have probably haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, mainly because like I just don't sort of seek him out, right? But it's you know, I think I think he's he's talented, definitely, and he could have done, uh, I think, a better job in this role than Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, I mean, what an easy job we had this month because, you know, pretty much anyone we pick would be better than Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's funny because before I sort of 
landed on like I thought of Anthony Mackie but then I was kind of going back and forth because I was like well he's a big name even though a lot of people probably don't recognize his name necessarily but he's but then I thought you know he could definitely be in the movie because Ben Affleck is a big name as well right mm-hmm. and the budget is there obviously for for like a, a bigger name but I also kind of kicked around Josh Dumel at one oh. point too because it's it's funny you know Josh Dumel I don't know what happened to his career mm-hmm. because he started off like really sort of promising and he seemed like the next big thing there for a while. And then, I don't know, he just kind of disappeared and he started doing TV. And, uh, you know, at the time that he was doing TV, TV wasn't considered prestige, right? Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, TV was considered, like, back then it was considered a, a downgrade. But there are a lot of roles that I see Ben Affleck get that I just think to myself like why isn't Josh Dumel getting these roles yeah because he does you know what like I see him he does a lot he works consistently but he's kind of always he's like a b-list actor right he never quite made it to the a-list and he does like a lot of uh you know he doesn't really I don't know I just I feel like he should have maybe a better career than he does. And I could have seen him in this role. Like I seriously contemplated casting him in this role. I totally could have seen him do, do this movie as well. Yeah. Same. Um, And I might be wrong, but he does a lot of like those Hallmark or Lifetime movies. No, no, he doesn't, but he does. Yeah. They, he does a lot of movies that sort of have like the, that vibe to okay. them. Right? Um, but no, he doesn't, he actually doesn't do like any of the Hallmark. Movies. Okay. Yeah. But since they have the vibe and since this movie seems to have yeah. that vibe, it would have yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh boy. Okay. Um, alrighty. Well, the ratings for this movie, uh, as I mentioned, they're pretty high. On IMDb, it was 66% from 40 critics. Uh, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a whopping 84% from 217 reviewers. It's a lot. Yeah. I know people, a lot of the reviewers, I mean, granted, most of the reviews that I saw were written by male critics, mm-hmm. male film critics. Um, I didn't see anything written by like female movie yeah, critics. Same. So I, I don't know if, you know, women would have, if a, a female movie critic would have been necessarily lavishing a lot of praise, like yeah. <laughs> uh, the way like the, the male critics seemed to be sort of lavishing praise on his, uh, on his performance. Yeah. And, you know, you were mentioning before how like, for some reason, Ben Affleck seems to be like untouchable. Like he just, he can get away with being such a mediocre actor mm-hmm. and and just keep getting good roles, leading roles, high paying roles. It doesn't yeah. seem fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he is, he's like a Warner Brothers golden boy, right? So he's got that, 
when you have like a big studio like that backing you, I mean, yeah, he's never going to be without, without a job. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, he, Ben Affleck, um, as you had said, was this movie is kind of like mirroring what was happening in his own life at the time. And in fact, the day he got out of rehab for alcoholism was the day they started filming this movie, which is right. pretty wild. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, that could have been actually helpful for him to have, uh, you know, to have work. Right able to sort of give him something to do to keep you know so that he was busy with work and maybe that was cathartic for him maybe that was a, a good thing for him yeah yeah I don't know like I've never that's not something that I have personal experience with so I don't know like and then again like everyone's everyone's experience with that would is unique right mm -hmm. so who knows but I mean I think the fact that you know this was kind of the first project this like the you know just the the, the plot of the movie the premise of the movie that it it parallels what was going on in his life and that was this was like the first job that he did right after getting out of rehab like mm -hmm. again I mean you know he had he's so familiar with it and like how much is he acting right yeah how much of it yeah like how much of it is just him being Ben Affleck and not necessarily like utilizing his acting skills I don't know yeah absolutely well anyway um I I think both of our choices were miles better <laughs> All right, well, why don't we take our second break and then we'll get into our final segment. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Winter is coming and energy usage for all Albertans will be increasing. So now is a great time for listeners to look at their utility bills and ensure they are on the best plan. Albertans have a choice who they pay their utility bills to. Park Power is happy to provide free, no obligations comparisons. If you decide to switch providers, it's easy, and you can feel good knowing you are supporting a local business and helping to give back to our communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. And now back to the show. And we're back, and it's time for... It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. So, Janet, where did you decide to put Tony? Uh, so I gave Tony the lead role of Jack Cunningham because I he's Tony Danza, and <laughs> quite honestly, I think he could have done a better job than Ben Affleck did <laughs> yeah. in this role so and also <laughs> I wanted Tony to have the the lead role right I wanted him to be able to really flex those acting muscles of his yeah he deserves that I came really close to also putting him as Jack Cunningham but then I was looking at the cast list and I really like Al Madrigal as um, the character's name is Dan he's the assistant basketball coach and um, 
like he's just like a really nice down to earth guy um who like i don't know he's kind of in some ways like his role is obviously much smaller but in some ways he's kind of the heart of this movie and i feel like that's a good spot for tony danza yeah that's a good spot too i actually thought of casting him as the priest <laughs> what was it i think it's father divine right oh was it divine that's funny <laughs> divine yeah i think so i'm not sure i that i could have that wrong yeah but uh yeah i thought about casting him in that role because you know yeah. his tone is so good and he would be <laughs> so, like such a good priest <laughs> <laughs> yeah he absolutely could fit in that yeah, role. but then i was like no i want him to have the lead i he's better <laughs> than affleck yeah. You know, this is one where we actually could have put Tony Danza in the regular recasting segment. We didn't have to wait for the Tony Danza segment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should have cast him. Good exactly. idea. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I think that wraps it up for this movie. Um I am very glad it's uh, out of my life and I never have to watch it again. <laughs> Yeah, you never have to watch another Ben Affleck movie ever again if you don't want if you don't want to. Yeah. That's so true. That's so freeing. <laughs> oh yeah, like I never like I purposely avoid anything that he's in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. He's a movie I won't watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, and so unless he like you know unless he was in a movie with one of my favorites, one oh. of my favorites then it would be problematic like he's not in this but Casey Affleck well everybody's in this the new Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out next year yeah it's called Oppenheimer and uh Cillian Murphy is starring in it but like everybody's in that movie it's like a massive ensemble cast right okay. And like Casey Affleck is in it, <laughs> Matt Damon, uh, is George Clooney, no, not George Clooney, but like there's all these people in it that like I absolutely can't stand, but I will go and watch this movie. I will probably see it at the movie theater because <laughs> I love Cillian Murphy, right? So yeah. I will definitely go and watch it. But yeah, it's like, oh, uh, like all these, I'm going to have to sit through like a Casey Affleck performance, but I'm sure it'll be a minor role. So. Right. Right. Um, that's pretty funny because both Casey Affleck and Matt Damon, you would think Ben Affleck is also going to be in this. Well, it's funny because as soon as they announced uh, that they were adding Matt Damon mm -hmm. to the cast, I remember saying to a friend of mine, I was like, watch, <laughs> just watch just watch and see how fast Ben Affleck and that brother of his are suddenly cast in this movie as well mm -hmm. I said it's just a matter of time and like then sure enough he got he managed to get Casey Affleck a job because that's how these things work right they're yeah. always getting they're always getting work for Casey Affleck right it's yeah like it's yeah. him Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, like they're basically like Casey Affleck's like agents or whatever. And yeah. They, yeah. They get him all the jobs. So I hope they're getting 10%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's, we'll probably have to recast that when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, in the meantime, next month um, for our December episode, we're going to be recasting the 2021 movie A Castle for Christmas, which yeah. uh, sounds like one of these Lifetime Hallmark movies. Yeah, <laughs> I selected that one. I, I selected something nice and light for mm-hmm. December. So it, it well, it's a Netflix. It's a made for Netflix, but it totally has like the Hallmark, <laughs> the Hallmark <laughs> to it so I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it <laughs> well the cast is pretty good so we'll see what uh what happens oh. I'm looking forward to watching it though yeah the cast is are you kidding me like excellent I couldn't mm-hmm. believe when I saw who was starring in it I was like wow okay this is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay well, excellent. So we'll uh, we'll see you next month. You can watch the movie on Netflix in the meantime and recast along with us. And um, we are repodcasting on all the social media applications. And you can also email us if you have any suggestions at repodcasting at gmail.com. So thank you, Janet, as always, for joining me. Thanks. Bye. Bye.